What is going on, everybody? Welcome in. It's Cash It, Howard Bender, Adam Ronis. What's going on, Adam? I got you know, no basketball now. I I, I I don't know how how are you doing? How are you coping? Does the does the NBA draft kind of scratch that itch for you this week? No, definitely not. Baseball does. Um, certainly not the fucking Mets. Uh, you know they <laughs> really. They, we're just they, on. We're on that boat. Come on, Vogelbach hitting home runs again. Oh, no, dude, because uh, the game's on now. Just let me rant on the Mets just for one second. I won't go too into it. I know we have been, but. First inning for the New York Mets today. They load the bases with nobody out. Christian Javier cannot find the strike zone. He had already walked two guys, and the Mets scored no fucking runs. I mean, it just sums up their season. <laughs> and the worst part is, so Alonso got called for running out of the baseline, and it was a legit call. So it turned into a double play. He he checks swings the ball in front of the plate. They get that force at home. Throw to first. It hits him. Goes down the line. He was out of the baseline. All right, fine. Second and third now. No, first and second, two out. Fam walks. Bases loaded with two out. First pitch, McNeil fucking swings and pops up. Like, you see the guy has no command. He just walked about out of the first pitch. You're fucking swinging, and you hit a weak pop-up. So it's the same shit. Um, they do this all fucking season long. And, you know, they had the two-game winning streak, and people get excited. They beat the Astros 11-1. What do they do the next day? They do nothing. So I don't want to hear this shit because I still hear people saying, oh, well, the Phillies came back last year. No, man. Until the Mets win 10 out of 12 or put on a winning streak like the Reds, I don't want to hear shit because these one, two game winning streaks don't do nothing when you're 75 games under 500. <laughs> this team sucks, bro. They're not coming back. I hope I'm wrong. I hope people can play my sound and be like, oh, remember what you said in June? I will gladly be wrong in this case if they pull off what the Phillies did. I don't see it happening at all. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's 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 a definite, it's a tough spot. It's absolutely a tough spot. So, uh, you know, I mean, listen, I, I, it's really, it's tough to have any kind of sympathy, you know, when you get, you know, Mets fans trolling Yankees fans, like needlessly trolling Yankee fans. Like, you know, you you've got an, enough of a mess in your house. And yes, oh, yeah. you know I what? Did, if if I, Anthony I mean, Aniano is listening right now, know. yeah, Why this would is you do that. Like even when the Mets beat the Yankees one game, I didn't say shit to any Yankee fan. You know that? Did I say anything to you? No. no Why do no. I? There's nothing to fucking say. They suck. <laughs> they fucking suck. Like, come on, man. You got to be realistic here. I know there's certain fans who are very optimistic and they're cheerleaders. At some point, you got to fucking wake up and look at reality. This team is garbage. How can you? Oh well, you know they're they can, they're still time. It's June twenty first. Come on, man. <laughs> they fucking suck. It's every day. It's the same shit. They can't put together a winning streak. It's embarrassing, and it's always something. It's not like one thing. One day the starting pitching sucks. Get again the series in Atlanta. You have a three run lead in every game. You lose. Scherzer. I know he had a good game against Houston. Against the Yankees and the Braves, though. What happened? You, you give the lead back, and the team loses. The game against the Cardinals, they're down 5-1. They come back, tied at 5. Then they're down 7-5. They tie it again. And then, again, Buck Showalter making bad decisions. He let David Robertson pitch the eighth inning in that game. He did not throw a lot of pitches. You have Monday off. You know, you. why don't you go to him? Let him throw two innings. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't worry about the next few days and resting guys. you got to win games now. You would think you would think Showalter as a as a veteran manager would would be confident enough in a in a vet like Robertson to give him the uh, 
What was it? It would have been a five out save or no, just it was a tie game. Inning? It was, it was a tie game. So he pitched the eighth. So just let him pitch the ninth. I mean, Adam, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. give up a fucking home run. I mean, he sucks. I mean, that's also part of the problem to be fair to buck, at least with the bullpen. He can't, there's no confidence in anyone. It's Robertson and Jeff Brigham has actually been one of the guys out of Vino stinks. So they don't have a lot of options considering all the money they spend. They don't have a good bullpen. And they're starting pitching horrendous. They have one of the worst rotations in baseball. Their first inning woes are just, it's unbelievable when you look at the numbers. They can't score in the first inning, and they give up runs first inning every game. Every fucking game, they're down. Well, that's baseball, Susan? Nah, man. (laughs) It's just, and and, and, and I just watch this team every fucking day. And then I'm sitting here like, why am I doing this? But, you know, when you're a fan, you're a fan. I mean, I watch other games, too, when they're not on. Um, but you know, you're a fan, you're a fan, you can't help it, but it's just frustrating. It's one thing like, you know, it's one thing if you're losing and everything, but you're doing the fundamentals, playing hard and all that, but they just, they're just so such a dumb baseball team right now. The complete opposite of last year when they did every little thing, right. And you have the same manager and almost the same team. That's what makes it just, it's mind boggling how quickly they went from what they did last year to this year. And yes, you want to say they overachieved and they probably weren't as good. That's fair. I'll, 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 I'll say that, but they played smart baseball. They were a fun team to watch. They're not fun anymore. Yeah. You know, and I'll, uh, my Yankees really aren't any fun to watch either. I mean, it's yeah. no, you know, I mean, yes, we've got a winning record, um, but I mean, no, it's just, it's, it's no, you know, it's no real picnic. We, you know, we lose two in a row. We win one, we lose one, we win one, we lose one. Um, you know, we just come, came off of a four game losing streak. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than getting swept by the Red Sox. I mean, that just, that makes my skin crawl. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I also feel like we're doing it with like this, you know, patchwork group right now. Um, which I guess takes the sting out a little bit. I mean, the fact that, that my outfield is Jake Bowers, Billy McKinney and Harrison Bader, and it wasn't even Bader. It was Willie Calhoun before that. So my outfield is absolutely atrocious. We're, we're still humping Josh Donaldson out there at the hot corner. And, uh, and Anthony Volpe's really, it looks like pitchers have made the proper adjustments. They found, you know, like a little weakness and he's not making any adjustments back. He looks a little overmatched. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's really tough. And, you know, I'm looking at my uh, my pitching and it's like, you know, in and out with, uh, you know, with a couple of injuries and some back end guys don't look good. And sometimes they look real good. And, you know, at least the, uh, the there's optimism here. It's like Aaron Judge could come back soon. Carlos Rodon is starting to look good. I have optimism. You got your fucking best guys out there on the field already. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees lineup is definitely surprising to see what they're running out there. But um, like you said, they have reinforcements on the way. Uh, The Mets really don't at this point. They got Alonzo back surprisingly. I was stunned to see him come back on Sunday. So, yeah, pretty much there's really no one else that's going to help. Scherzer and Verlander are in the rotation. Verlander clearly not what he was last year, which is not surprising considering he's 40 years old um, and, you know, had a – a long season coming off missing time with the Tommy John surgery. So yeah. And you know, they're in a division where, you know, they have some good teams. I mean, obviously we know how good the Braves are and they just keep winning like they usually do. Um, I mean, coming into Thursday, the Mets are 13 games out. I mean, it's just stunning. So 
And the Phillies are starting to play better baseball as well. They won seven of 10 and the Mets have to go to Philly this weekend. Miami surprisingly is nine games over 500 with Santi Alcantara pitching like absolute shit. He had another bad performance on Wednesday afternoon. So it's just, you know, again, you, I didn't, think the Mets were going to win this division. You know that we had this discussion mm-hmm. before the year. Yeah, I mean, said we've, been that talking, I, we've been talking yeah. about the Braves for, for, you know, throughout, I don't know what last eight months. Yeah. I mean, even last year, I thought the Braves are a better team and you could sense them coming and overtaking the Mets. And when the Mets didn't show up in Atlanta, it wasn't surprising. So I thought all year, the Braves were a better team, but I never thought that this team would be five games under 500 here in late June. It's just embarrassing. And something needs to be done. I understand Cohen doesn't want to overreact and make a, a rash change, but you got to do something. You can't let it, it's not changing. It's not getting better. It's the same bullshit every fucking day. There's nothing changing with this team. So what are you going to do? Just let it continue. You got to do something. You do have to do something. It'll be very interesting to see. Obviously, the trade deadline at the end of July. We're coming up on the All Star break. Uh, in a couple of weeks. So maybe, you know, that kind of does like a, you know, clear your head kind of thing, stop, regroup, really take, you know, some, some analysis in there uh, and see, you know, it it should be very interesting to see how things go over the course of the next, I, you know, I think the two weeks before the two weeks, right after the all-star break really kind of determine, you know, what we're going to see at the trade deadline, who the buyers are, who the sellers are. Um, and I, you know, so I, I kind of lean on that. I, I'll tell you what. Let's let's you know. So so we don't have to talk negativity ne- negatively about our teams, because you know you know Adam and I are lollipops, rainbows, and sunshine all the time. That's why you guys come and listen to the podcast <laughs> because you're like these are these are the two most jovial men we've ever sat and listened to, and we get that. So we, I don't want to go negative here with uh, with with your Mets or my Yankees or. You know, anything like that. Let's talk positive MLB. Does it get any better with the Cincinnati Reds right now? Um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll ooze on a little fantasy deliciousness on that, but let's talk about the Reds. Let's talk about the fact that they are now, I, I, I don't even, I didn't even look at the, the odds today, but I think last night I saw that the, suddenly the, the Reds were like a plus 325 favorite to, to, you know, to win the, or that was plus three twenty five to win that, that central division. They're super exciting. They're super young. They've got a great leader back in Joey Votto right now. I mean, I'm talking to Jim Bowden and, you know, Jim Bowden, obviously uh, Reds general manager for years. His first job as a general manager, the youngest GM in the history of MLB at 31. So he's got like those proud Papa vibes, even though, you know, he hasn't drafted any of these players, these young players, but he actually is a big part of, you know, Joey Votto being with the Reds. So uh, he's got that like that, that just that vibe right now. Fucking Reds, dude. I got to tell you, man, if the pitching gets healthy and Nick Crawl goes out and gets himself a front line starter, this team is going to be a lot of fun for the playoffs. Yeah, look, I think they're a fun team. There's no question about it. I'm still not sure if they're going to make the playoffs. And obviously, they have to win the division. Uh-huh. Uh, they've they won 10 straight going into Wednesday afternoon. And as we're recording, they're up 5-3 going into the ninth. I'm pretty sure Alexis Diaz is not available. He threw like 31 pitches on Tuesday. They were down 3-0 in this game and came back. Jake Fraley with a home run. 
Uh, he's been really good. The problem is if you're in a weekly league, I think they had three lefties this week. I had to bench him in labor, you know, uh-huh. because, uh, you know, if you're in a weekly league and he's going to play three, yeah, he can pinch it and everything. I just can't do it in a 12 team league, 15 team league, even 15. It's tough. So it sucks. Um, but they'll be, a you league. want Jake Fraley and Luke Rayley on your team so that you can mix and match with the two of them, but between the two of them, you'll get somebody who plays every day. Yeah, potentially. Um, but it's got to be a daily league. If it's a weekly league, then it's tough to really play either. Um, Correct. Because Correct. You, you need those at bats. So I have Fraley on the bench this week in labor. So uh, I didn't look at to the schedule next week. But hey, maybe they get six righties and he goes back in the lineup. But I think the issue with the re- now, look, they're a great story. Everyone's talking about them. I still think they have major concerns with this pitching staff. Uh and, you know, part of the reason they've had success recently this schedule, but they beat some good teams, too. It's not like they're just beating up on the Rockies at home uh, if they win this series. They just swept the Astros. And I know the Astros are struggling right now and in third place. But still, to to sweep the Astros is a big deal. They swept the Royals. Hey, they, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You took two out of three from the Cardinals who suck unless they play the Mets. Um, and they did their job there. They took two or three from the Dodgers. So, um this team is is on a roll right now. They're playing good baseball. They're fun. Obviously, they called a lot of their youngsters up. Ellie De La Cruz came up. Mac McLean came up. Abbott, who finally allowed a run. The first batter of the game, Brenton Doyle, with a leadoff home run. But we knew Abbott was going to give up some runs. Sure. Hunter Green just went on the IL, though. That's uh-huh. kind of a big loss. Lodolo's still out. So that's my main concern. But the division, as we've talked about for a few weeks, I think when we last spoke, they were plus 800 to win the division. Mm-hmm. Now it's plus 390. Plus 390, uh, yeah. Yeah, Brewers are still a favored. Brewers obviously have had their issues as well. You know, do they get Brandon Woodruff back? Burns has pitched a lot better outside of his last start when he got bombed. Peralta has been up and down. Uh, their lineup's been inconsistent. They still have a bunch of good veterans. So it's not a lock that the Reds win the division. I know everyone's excited and they're the talk of baseball. And it's good for baseball, man. I mean – you know, they're more fun than my team right now than the Mets. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's crazy. It's like, I'm sitting here and like, if you would have said, Hey, the Reds Marlins will have a better record than the Mets on June 21st. I probably would have lost a lot of money. Probably would have lost a lot of money, even though I wasn't that confident in the Mets. Uh, hopefully I wouldn't have put it down. That would have been a disaster, but uh, yeah, they're a fun team right now and they're having a really good year and everyone's going to start. They're kind of America's team now. I think everyone's rooting for them. I think everybody's rooting for them as well. And I mean, that's the thing, you know, you, you nail it with the pitching. Uh, the hitting has been absolutely adorable, right? You got Votto now at first, which pushes Spencer Steer into the outfield, although Steer played third base today because they gave Matt McClain the day off. I mean, it's just, you know, but you've got Votto at first, Indy at second, you know, Ellie De La Cruz at short, uh, Third bases or Matt McClain at, at, at short and, and Ellie De La Cruz playing third. You put Steer in the outfield. Nick Senzel. Come on, let's yell a little rejuvenated Nick Senzel. And then, you know, whatever. I don't know. Fairchild or whoever's going to play center field for them. I guess Senzel can play center field think, for them. I think Senzel's only going to play against right hand, uh, left handed pitching. That's the way it seems. He started yesterday. Um, he didn't start today. So I think he's really going to be hurt here. Um, that's the problem too right now. And remember, they're still in Carnacion strand in the minor leagues, but mm-hmm. they're really, they're kind of out of a, a roster crunch right now. I mean, they released uh, Will Myers, which they kind of had to do. He was doing nothing. Anyway. What do you mean they have a roster crunch? They don't have a roster crunch. They got some great shit going on here. What they're I'm best- saying, they don't have, they don't have room for Encarnacion strand right now. 
No, no, no. I mean, yeah, the only time I, I, I think that you bring him up is if Votto suddenly like completely goes in the tank. But yeah, I mean, the Reds with, just extended their win streak to 11. Buck Farmer with the save. Buck Farmer. Um, you know, Friedel, Will Benson's kind of come to life a little bit here, too. So, I mean, you know, and like you said, Fraley there over at DH. Yeah, they've got this is this is fun. So, I mean, it's it's about the pitching. It's all about the pitching. And, uh, you know, they've got a decent farm system. They're not going to give up one of these kids and they're not going to give up Encarnacion Strand, um, but they still have a decent farm system. So then it's like, all right, well, who are the pitchers who are going to be available come the trade deadline? You Max know? Scherzer. <laughs> you know, I mean, Scherzer would, would be interesting. If Scherzer could show that he's back to being a strikeout pitcher and he's not fucking – Pitch it to so much content because that's what I think. You either need like um, like a super strong ground ball ace, you know, somebody who's just got like you know killer, like a fifty percent ground ball rate or higher. Like if you get somebody like that, or you just get a high strikeout pitcher, you know, who can handle the uh, you know the the ballpark and pitch with confidence. Man, I, I don't see why you don't have, uh, you know, why you don't make that move. I mean, I just don't know who's going to be available um, for them to do that, who could end up being that team, you know, that player. I mean, you know, do you make a pitch to bring Sonny Gray back? I was just going to say that's the guy they could use that they traded away last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Twins are still in contention in that sh- shitty central in the other league. So, yeah, but I mean, it would be so. All right. So no there. Um, would the, you know, would the, the giants consider trading Logan Webb if they fall out once they fall out of it? Yeah. I mean, they're also one of the hottest teams right now. Right. Yeah. But again, you know, shit cools off. Would yeah. You- but the, you got the extra playoff spot. That's going to keep teams in longer, man. Cause remember we're about a little over a month away from the deadline. So that keeps teams in, man. That's the only issue. There's not really a lot. The problem is there's not going to be a lot of teams out of it. Um, okay. So you've got the AL East, uh, you know, the Red Sox are four games above. I mean, unless they fall apart, they're going to think they're in it. The central as bad as the white Sox are, they're four and a half out of first. So the Royals are out of it. There's no pitchers you want on that team. <laughs> what? What are you talking about, man? Brady singer. He's the yeah. best. Uh, AL West, you got the A's dead last. There's no one desirable there. I mean, do the Mariners fall way back? I mean, they're nine games behind the division. Uh, yeah, but I mean, are the Mariners gonna, you know, what the Mariners will be like, all right, we, we got Marco Gonzalez for you. Yeah, exactly. Right? They're not gonna um, trade Gilbert or Kirby. I mean, you know, it's crazy. I don't know if they'll do it, but the Mets might become sellers, man. Uh, it might get to the point where they're sellers. I know it they don't be interesting. want to. Justin Verlander. Yes. Or, or Scherzer. Like if the Reds, can you imagine if the Reds picked up either Scherzer or Verlander? Scherzer would allow like what? Uh, three home a billion, runs a game in that park. <laughs> billion home runs, dude. A billion. <laughs> um, I mean, did the Cardinals fall out of it? I mean, it's not like they have great pitchers anyway. Um, yeah, because I yeah I don't want Jack Flaherty or Miles Michaelis. That that doesn't do anything for yeah, me. Yeah, Wayne writes at the at the end. Um, and if, if that's the, I mean, look, there probably will be a team that falls. But yeah, I mean, what, what about what, Strowman from the Cubs? You think Cubs give up Strowman? Um, there's been t- I mean, they're right there though too. They're winning again today. Yeah, and, three and a half out. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. 
it doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot. Uh, and the pot, I mean, the Padres are fourth, but you know, they, they've started to play better, although they lost a couple recently, but they're going to think they're still in it. Um, at least in the wild card too. And the Diamondbacks, I don't think keep this pace up. I mean, they, they need another pitcher too. Like they yeah. have to get a pitcher. They, they, it, they have nothing, um, behind Gallon and Merrill Kelly. Well, I got to tell you that, see, and that, that, like I said, the two weeks before the two weeks after the all-star break are going to be absolutely crucial. Like what, what the, what the Reds need is the Reds need somebody to go on this horrendous losing streak over the next couple of weeks. Like a really just a, just a, and, and like a, like a team that's in contention that has some pitching that, that they could move. Like if the Cubs were to lose like 12 out of the next 15 games. Yeah. Strowman like, would be, that would great. help. Strowman would be great in that park. He's an extreme ground ball pitcher too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, geez. That would be sick. That would be, that would be fun because yeah, they, the, the Reds are, an exciting team. And you know what though? Like little slice of me when I was growing up and I was doing like book reports and shit like that. Um, it was always, you know, obviously there was, it was all Yankee related, but I had to mix it up and it was always, it was about the big red machine. You know, I've always been, you know, I've always had a soft spot for the, uh, for the reds. And, uh, and how about this? You ready for this one here? Bowden hit me with this one. I, it was, I thought it was absolutely hysterical when, uh, when gambling became legal in Ohio, uh, one of the casinos had Pete Rose make the very first bet, like legal bet at the casino. And he bet the fucking Reds to win the World Series and he could stand to to win uh, three million from this from year. That bet. Yeah. 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 Wow. Oh, my God. How ironic would that be? <laughs> that would, I, Dude, I would. I mean, I would fucking love it. That would be the just the most amazing thing. Banned from baseball and wins. Three million on a bet in Ohio. Yeah, well, I mean, when was when did Ohio legalize? Like three months ago, four months ago. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, I mean, he was the uh, the first one uh, in the casino who did that. So I I thought that was pretty fucking great. <laughs> Give it up for Charlie Hustle, baby. Give it up for Charlie Hustle. Um, all right, so baseball completely occupying your time. No NBA. Do you have any interest in the NBA draft? Do you watch the NBA draft? Do you know the players? Have you scouted the players at all? Not a lot of them, no. Not at the back end. So, I mean, I'll follow it. There's only three baseball games on Thursday night, and I'll be on the air anyway, so we'll be following it. Um, yeah, baseball, just a, a weird schedule on Thursday. I mean, we know teams are off, and um, – is that the Cardinals and the Cubs are going to London. So they're oh. off Thursday and Friday. So they're playing in London Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, there's only uh, three games Thursday night. It's Royals, Rays. I mean, McClanahan's pitching. Pirates, Mar <laughs> Pirates, Marlins. Good matchup, though. Mitch Keller and Braxton Garrett. And then the Yankees, Mariners with Wu against Herman. So, I mean, yeah, the NBA draft will probably take uh, – some the spotlight there because there's just not much going on in baseball that night. You should uh, you should parlay a, a a no hitter for Shane McClanahan with Wembyama becomes the is is the number one overall pick. Yeah, someone put a bet of uh, man, what was it like? 
it was like 40,000 to win 300. I'm like, okay, for what Webinyama number one pick? I mean, look, he's going to be the number one pick, but is you really, what if something crazy happens, you know? I mean, if uh, my, my question is, is if you've got that kind of money to throw out, then what does the $300 mean? Like if, if you're willing to just say, you know what? All right. Four grand to win 300. Like how much do you, how much do you really need that $300? Uh, probably not much. I mean, a profit is a profit, but again, it's like, uh, okay. Yes. We all know he's going number one. Great. But do you really want to risk it in case that 0.001% chance happens <laughs> where they find out Webinyama is involved with Zion Williamson and the porn star. And then, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, if I have to hear about Zion Williamson one more time. So I do the, uh, the better morning show um over on uh on on the better sports network and and Corey's in there and and for the the first two episodes we fucking we've talked hoops and i'm like ah you know i'm like why am i talking hoops right now this is like this is like you know the day after the super bowl when a uh when when, when a dynasty fantasy football person hits you up the day after the super bowl is like all right i gotta, gotta talk about my protects right now Right? It's like, come on, can we just, you know, the finals just happened. The Nuggets won. Can we just kind of let it marinate a little bit? But been talking about Zion a bunch. I don't think he's going anywhere. Do you think he's going to, you know, the Pelicans really going to trade Zion? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I think that's the big thing for the NBA draft night is the trades. Because you have a Portland team that has a third pick that wants to keep Damian Lillard and, you know, build a team that they can make a push with him. Um, so you're hearing that he could be dealt. So I think that's the big thing to watch. And then there's rumors circulating today about Kristaps Porzingis being dealt. So I think that's really what's, uh, the draft. Yes. You have some of the talented players up top, but some of these trades, uh, are they going to come to fruition? I think that's the big thing to watch. Yeah. Well, that's really the only reason that, you know, you would kind of tune in for it. I mean, we're, we, we, we know, I mean, what is it? It's like the first, how many how many first round picks do we you know do we look at and say that these guys are you know the be all end all or is it just the fact that it's the first round rookies are always great and nobody just cares about the second round and beyond? I mean yeah. the second round. I mean you get occasional players that kind of come out of nowhere, you know. So, but usually it's mostly the first round. Okay, so. Anybody in the first round even pique your interest? Or you just really, it's just a matter of, you know, you'll just watch the draft for the sake of watching it and leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, the top three picks, obviously, are the ones everyone's watching uh, with Scoot Henderson. Now there's a lot of talk that he might go three and Miller will go two because Charlotte has LaMelo Ball. But I'm, if I'm drafting, I take the best player. Um I don't care if I have a point guard and there's another big point guard, you figure it out and, or make a trade down the road, but take the best player. That's the way I look at it for the NBA. So that's something to keep an eye on. Cause I think Scoot Henderson was favored to go to now it's flipped. So a lot of talk is coming out that Charlotte's going to take Miller. Um, and then there's a couple of other intriguing guys. Uh, again, landing spots, a big deal. Uh, the coaching staff, how they develop. So there's always a, a few guys that surprising kind of are under the radar that emerge. Is there a team in particular who just routinely fucks up their draft? Um, maybe the Knicks could be in the category. 
Wait, are, what are you still going to talk? Are we still talking about Frederick Weiss? Come on, oh, man. Oh, Charlotte tends to uh, at times. Like, yeah, I was going to say, who really fucks up the draft? Like, that's what I want. If I'm going to watch any of this draft, uh, then I want, I want, I want like shit that's going to fuck things up. Like, you know, people are going to do stupid things. Um, is there a team that that is you you think is so crazy desperate to move up? They could do something crazy. Is there a team that was like looking at Bright at, uh, at Miller and being like, ooh, like we'll, we'll we'll trade with you know with them for the second pick? They'll take Miller. We'll be happy, and then you know, and then give a, a bunch of shit. Who's who's ready to move up? Who's ready to make some action here? I mean, again, the Pelicans could be that team with everything that's going on there. Um, Portland obviously is a team that could trade that pick to get a more established player to put around uh, Lillard. Um, Washington probably could be active after they de- dealt Beal again. And now you're hearing, I'm seeing rumors today about Porzingis being dealt. Um, Boston could be involved in something. So, yeah, I mean, but uh, you know, a lot of this too, you see it in every sport, like all these rumors happen and then out of nowhere, Oh, I didn't hear anything about that. And then it happened. So. All right, man. Well, I mean, I, I hope it's an exciting draft. I hope it's fun. If it's not, I'm telling you what, man. If it's if it's not exciting within the first five or six picks, I'm I'm just, you know, it's gonna be hard enough for me to like actually sit and pay attention to the draft anyway. But I figure I'll, you know, I'll pay it some mind here. Dancer Video is writing all these great uh, pieces over at Fantasy Alarm talking about the draft because he's, you know, Mister Joe College Basketball. Um. But yeah, I just I need some excitement. I do. I do. Uh, the big question on everybody's mind right now is uh, is when I mean, obviously, you know, we talk a little baseball, we talk a little bit, a little, little basketball here, a little NBA draft. we got to do it, Adam. It's starting. Usually we're used to this not happening until the 4th of July. Uh, when everybody and their grandmama start turning to the NFL. I guess the question on everybody's mind right now is when will Adam Ronis release his fantasy football rankings in the fantasy alarm NFL draft guide? Uh, I don't know. We haven't discussed that. So I don't know. I'm I'm discussing it with you right now. All right. Um, I don't know. You tell me. Well, I'm, I want to know when you're ready for that. I listen there. Mine are out. Uh, Andrew Cooper's are out. You know, I, I, we want your rankings. We love your rankings. Um, I figured, okay, let's let, you know, basketball finish for them. Let them kind of decompress a little bit, get into baseball, kind of work that swing, and then see when he's feeling uh, like he's ready to do some uh, some NFL rankings. I always like to to make sure that you're, you know, you're you're comfortable, Adam, that, you know, I'm not being like, you know, not under the gun here. I want the, because I, I want the the care and the love to go into the rankings all the time. Yeah, I'm good to go. Well, fantastic, man. It's all ready for you on the website. So whenever you're ready, let me know. We'll make it all happen. We'll do a big launch party. We'll we'll like crack some champagne. We'll eat a little caviar, smoke a few. Yeah, feel good about that. Um, you're obviously inundated with all the football news. I'm sure you know you're kind of walking around here looking at, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, where is he going to land? Dalvin Cook, where is he going to land? Um, any thoughts on uh, on what's going on, the current state of the NFL? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the landing spot's going to be pretty important, um, especially with Hopkins. Uh, does he go to a team like Buffalo where you got a digs there? Does he go? You've heard New England as a rumor team, um, Kansas City. So a lot's going to depend on where he lands. You know, I thought you know he came back and looked pretty good last year. I was a little worried because two years ago I thought he was slowing down. He had a bad second half, but he got a lot of volume in Arizona. He's going to need that volume to continue to have uh, top fantasy value. And Dalvin Cook's going to be really interesting as well to see where he lands. I mean. He did have some breakaway runs last year, but some of the underlying metrics showed he slowed down a little bit. And clearly Minnesota didn't want him there. He wants to get paid, and we know how it is for running backs. Uh, You've heard Miami as the rumor. That would be pretty bad um, because they have all those backs there already. So, yeah, I mean, right. But wouldn't you think that, that of course, that Dalvin Cook would get the uh, the lion's share of the carries that – you know, yeah, you've got Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, who you could mix in. Rookie Devin A. Chain, you know, maybe he just kind of sits and he and he learns a little bit, or maybe they trade away one of these like veteran backs. Wouldn't you think that if you were bringing in Dalvin Cook, that he'd be your primary ball carrier? He, on that, he should. Um, I would Let's, think. I would think so. Okay. I, I would think he, on Miami he would also. One of the things that, that we were, you know, did you hear what DeAndre Hopkins said the other day? Uh, something about how if he, whatever team he goes to, he'll make everyone better. Something like that, right? Um, well, I mean, he did say that. He said, whoever I, I, you know, wherever I go, the other receiver is just going to get better. So, you know, that was a, a great comment there, which, you know, I mean, listen, it is true. Uh, he will draw that coverage and that other receiver, if it's a solid passing game, will will do it. I'm talking about the fact that he wants to do like the Marvel team up and he wants uh, him and Dalvin Cook to go together to a team. Kind of good luck with that. Which I thought was, you know, really kind of funny. So, you know, obviously went exploring a little bit to see, you know, what teams had the salary cap ability to do that, you know, you bring in Cook on a short-term deal, like on a you know on a one-year deal. Uh, you bring Hopkins in on a two-year, three-year deal, whatever you want to do with that, um, and to see which teams had it. And it was all it was it was, it was really kind of interesting um, where it was. I think the the most positive landing spot that somebody said was actually, um, well, it would be Miami if something happened to Tyreek Hill. That would be obviously. Uh, spot number one spot number two somebody said the bears um you know khalil herbert doesn't pass block um you know roshan johnson's a rookie you've got you know you brought in deonta foreman but i mean you know whatever is is that you know uh your bread and butter and uh and you give justin fields that supportive ground game there uh and you give him another weapon in uh in hopkins i don't see that happening I don't you see it happening yeah, either. I'm I just, I don't see it. I'm having some fun with it. I'm opining a little bit. Yeah. I don't think both go to the same team. It's nice that they thought about that, but I don't see that happening. Um, I don't see it happening either, but a, a girl can dream. Oh, definitely. And, Nothing wrong with dreaming. And you know, it was kind of funny though, is I, I, if, if there was one place where I actually thought that it would be really kind of cool <laughs> would I and and you know again you know sucks for me as a Jets fan, but New England has the cap space to do it. 
You make Dalvin Cook, you bring him in on a one-year deal, you make him your yeah, pass catching back. They don't need Dalvin Cook, which Steven I'm saying you just, you know, they've listen, they've got Pierre Strong and they've got Ty Montgomery, and there's a lot of talk about you know those idiots being third down pass catching backs. You know, even though Ramondre Stevenson, you know, he's like he's like fucking Nick Chubb. They, they don't want to throw it to him for whatever reason, but he's the primary running back. So imagine this, you know, because they are talking to Hopkins. Uh, you know, as a possibility there, even though it's for less money than what Odell Beckham signed for in Baltimore, but whatever that is, but imagine what that offense does then, you know, cause it's built off of a, a off of a, a power run game that that's Earhart Perkins does that, uh, you know, has that, you know, that scheme. So you put you know, Ramondre is like your primary between the tackles guy. You just use cook as like your pass catching back. And then you fucking add DeAndre Hopkins. I might, if that were ever happened, I might even think about drafting Mac Jones as a third quarterback in a super flex. Look, I know the market will dictate things, but Dalvin Cook's not going to want to be in that situation. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And Stevenson's a really good pass catching back too. I, listen, I like him a lot here. I, I, it's, 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 you know, and maybe it's, it's just the fact that Coop is listening to too much, you know, local, you know, local media in Boston, but he came out with like a, a, a Ty Montgomery take about, you know, third down pass catching. And I was like, ugh, like that, you know, if, if they're, if they're thinking about doing that, then, uh, then why the fuck not? Go over, go overpay instead of sitting in last place in the uh, in the AFC East. Isn't that going to be the Jets? Hey, I'm just <laughs> why you why you got to be that way? Well, how do you feel about the Jets having such high expectations? I don't have high expectations. Oh, you don't? You so what do you think? They're third place in the division. I mean, as it stands right now, yeah. If Tua is healthy. I mean, especially if if Miami gets Dalvin Cook, two is not staying healthy. You know that. Well, then you know. I don't know who's their backup now. Is it um no? Is it still Skylar Thompson? Is it Teddy Bridgewater or he's gone? Oh God, I hope it's not Bridgewater. If it's Bridgewater, then no. Then the then the Dolphins are finishing third behind the Jets. Jets yeah, will be so. second. Buffalo will be first. I gotta see who the backup is, because it's t- it, yeah. Well, it's not Teddy Bridgewater. He's still a free agent. Oh, what a shame! Teddy Bridgewater's still a free agent. I can't throw it downfield. Oh, they all. Oh shit! How's this for paybacks? A bitch in the karma world. Oh, Mike White. White. Yes. <laughs> you said that. And I was like, that's right. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being a Jets fan. High expectations with Aaron Rodgers coming to town. The reunion of Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett. Yippity fucking doo-dah. And then we end up falling behind in the division to Miami as Mike White takes over under center. Like takes over for the second half of a game against the Jets. Miami comes from behind. White leads that charge. And then, boom, seven-game win streak for the fucking Dolphins. Hey, look, you know me. I'm I'm rooting for the Jets outside of week two because um, they go to Dallas in week two. Um, but, yeah, did you see the Jets' schedule to open the year? 
Yeah, I thought I did. Dude, it's so brutal. So they're home to the Bills. I think it's right. a Monday night game too. Then they are in Dallas, home to the Patriots, home to the Chiefs, at Denver, home to Philly. <laughs> the Giants host the Chargers. That's a fucking gauntlet, dude. It really is, man. That's a gauntlet. I mean, yeah, the Jets have like the – I think if you look at it, strength the schedule, they're like the bottom five. It definitely looks like when you look at the schedule. I mean, they do get the Raiders, the Falcons, and the Texans, but that's in the second half. <laughs> right? So that's that's what we're trying to accomplish. We're going to try to be four and four through the first eight weeks. And then hey, we look, go on that big second half win streak. Yeah. I mean, look, the a, we talked about it. The AFC is so tough. That's where all the good quarterbacks are, man. Like you need, you need to stay healthy. You need to get the bounce of the ball. It's going to be really difficult in the AFC um, to be a division winner or even a wild card. There's That's where all the good quarterbacks are. I mean, if you go up and down the rosters and you look at the quarterbacks, you're like, my goodness, man, there's really – not many weaknesses. Not many teams have a bad quarterback in the AFC. No, they really don't. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a very, very tough year. I mean, it's, you know what, though? It's going to be entertaining, at least. I mean, let's say Rodgers stays healthy all year. Let's say he gets along great with the rest of the team and, and the team is successful. Then, then you're putting. I mean, that's that's pretty insane in the uh, in the AFC when you look at it. You know, if you, you think about the the Bills, the Dolphins, the uh, the the Jets, the Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Browns, respectable, uh, could be even better than respectable if Deshaun Watson, you know, tilts back. I think the Jaguars are a great fucking team this year. Uh, Denver, we'll see what happens with um with Sean Payton and and Joe Lombardi. Working that offense, but then you got the Chiefs and the Chargers. That's that's fucking that's a tight situation. That is a lot of great teams vying for not enough playoff spots. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, you know, every team in that AFC North could be good. You know, I know Pittsburgh has some question marks, but they were nine and eight last year. And, you know, I think Kenny Pickett will be better. I mean, I don't like Matt Canada as the offense coordinator, but they have talent on that team. I think Cleveland will be better. You have to understand Watson missed a whole year of football, basically a year and a half. So, yes, there was some rust, but like what they've done. So that whole division, all those teams could be good. Um, the only weak division is the AFC South, obviously. Um, I think everyone's going to pick Jacksonville to win the division, which is the kiss of death usually. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, usually, always, man. It's, it's, always. Again, I mean, who's not going to pick Jacksonville to win a division after what happened last year? But we know how this goes. So, <laughs> right? I mean, there's going to be like a couple people who just be like going off the board, be like, "Oh, I'm not picking Jacksonville. Everyone is." So I'll take Tennessee because Vrabel's a great coach, or the Colts because Richardson's going to be the real deal. But I don't see how people don't pick Jacksonville. I don't see how they don't either, which makes me again. I'll I'll bet the I'd rather bet the Colts or the Titans. I, I'll bet their odds. Oh yeah, just the odds. Oh, the odds are going to be way better on them. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's that was always what you know. Mission I doing the uh, the the Westgate Super Contest. We immediately look at the uh, at the uh, the the consensus picks as soon as they get released, and we're like, oh fuck, we got two of them in there. We're screwed. 
Yeah, got to change. <laughs> so, yeah, look at the odds now for the AFC South on DraftKings. Jags minus 165, Titans plus 425, Colts plus 550, Texans plus 750. I'm going to it right now. Man, it's crazy. The, the AFC North, like, plus 140 Bengals, plus 240 Ravens, plus 425 Browns, plus 450 Steelers. So all of them that tight, man. Um, and the NFC North is similar and the South. I mean, there's only, I mean, the, the, the biggest long shot, uh, which not surprising is the Cardinals at plus 2,500 to win their division. That's the, the, those are the biggest odds. I'm trying to pull them up here. Yeah. Plus 2,500 Cardinals, Washington plus 1100 Raiders plus 1100. Those are the longest odds. And I don't think anyone would feel comfortable placing a wager on any of those teams. No, probably not. Somebody will. Because there's always a moron out there. <clears throat> All right. Well, see, listen, this is, see, I, I, I like this. Now we can, you know, we'll, we'll cruise through, you know, we'll, we'll be able to like zip through the, uh, this podcast doing some, uh, some NFL futures. We could do some win totals. We'll do some futures as we, as we cut through and carry you guys through your, uh, your fantasy baseball championships. How are your teams doing? Uh, mostly good. I mean, Towers, I've made a huge, huge run. There's a team I think I told you that had like has been having like 127, 128. I got as close as four, getting up to 122. Um, let me check out. Oh, I had Christian Javier today. He sucked. Um, oh, damn. Yeah, I dropped. So I'm uh, I'm at 119, dropped three and a half today. He's at 127 and a half. But my team has come on pretty strong to get back in the hunt. Uh, my team in labors in second place, FSGA has been tied for first. Let me see. Oh, I'm in first now by one labor second place. You're in first in your FSGA league. Yeah. By one, um, second in labor, second in tout TGFBI sucks. My main event team in the NFBC third place in the league. Um, GST first. So overall, it's been pretty good. I do have a couple bad teams. My NFBC online championship team sucks. My TGFBI team sucks. And I just lost McKenzie, Cobb. So, I mean, look, I will keep setting my lineup, but uh, I cut McKenzie actually before the news. I cut him on Sunday. I knew the news wasn't going to be good. I'm like, he's already been hurt. He's got an elbow. They're saying at least a month. My guess is longer. There's no IL spots in that league, as you know. So I cut him. Um, I'm holding on to Cobb and Chris Bryant. I mean, Chris Bryant's always hurt. I probably won't draft him next year. Um, I keep saying I won't draw. I won't draft Eloy next year either. And now he's starting to hit. <laughs> um, but yeah. Most- oh man, I just realized I just fucking I dropped my uh, my Diamondbacks first five inning run line bet. Damn it, the Brewers. How the fuck did this happen? Wait, can, we, can we? Julio Tehran, dude. I seriously. Know. I, you know, I put him in the wave of our article once. I said, look, he keeps pitching well. I don't think it continues. You know, it's your own risk, but I don't know how the hell he is fucking doing this, man. He doesn't have good stuff. He doesn't strike guys out. He doesn't get swings and misses. And he just keeps pitching well, man. I just, and this Arizona team obviously is really good. I mean, he's got Corbin Carroll 0 for 3. He's yeah, walked I, 4. I was like, come on, Gallon versus Tehran? I was like, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, just luck had to to run out for him. And yeah, I mean, this is crazy. Fucking Rymel Tapia with the home run. 
Fucking look what I found home run off a gallon. Come on. I mean, okay, so Toronto's face, San Fran, Toronto, in Cincinnati, Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Arizona. And he's allowed two earned runs or fewer in every start. This is – it's mind-boggling what he's doing. And I know people probably – I mean, I think the smart players haven't picked him up, and then they're sitting here like, uh, what is going on here? I am uh, I am upset. I'm oh, yeah. Ups- well, how about me? Well, again, I you're going to tell me, well, you shouldn't have done a parlay, but I did a four-leg parlay. <laughs> the one losing leg today was Vladimir Guerrero. I needed one total base from him. Every player on the Blue Jays had at least one total base, except Vlad Guerrero. Dude, that happened. You know what, though? That happened to me last night with Jonathan India and the night before with Matt McClain. Everybody around him easily cleared. I had the, the one and a half hits plus runs plus RBI. Everybody around him fucking did it except my guy. It's the worst, man, when that happens, right? It's like, oh, okay. So everyone except my guy. Cool, cool. I appreciate that. Son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Oh, crap. All right. Well, now I got to go and check out some bets for later on tonight and love on that one a little bit. Ah, damn those Diamondbacks. Damn it. Damn it. Julio Tehran. This is this is upsetting. All right. Well, I got nothing. I got nothing left and I got to go and uh, and and do a, another show here. So uh, surprisingly, Adam, you and I are going to. Uh, Sign off here under an hour long podcast. It's the first in I don't know how long, man. Is it does it upset you? Do you want to yammer on for nine and a half more minutes? It's definitely surprising, and a lot of people lost bets if they took the under. I mean, if they took the over, which they always do. So uh, a lot of people going broke, and they're going to think we set this up and are in on it with the books. What? What are you talking about? I'm saying people bet the over on whatever the number is. Oh, that Arizona game? No, bro. Forget it. <laughs> I said for people who bet oh, the minutes bet the on the over podcast, for us to go over yeah, an hour. I know you're oh. distracted by that Diamondbacks loss and Julio Torrenas fucked you up. It's really <laughs> fucked me up, man. My 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 head, my, my, my brain is a pretzel, Adam. It's a fucking pretzel right now. I see. Now I get what you were saying. And yes. I heard a little something, something about some action sprinkled on uh, the over on an hour podcast. And and I'm going to fuck you all out of those bets like Julio Tehran just fucked me out of mine. Son of a bitch. Well, at least I won my first five innings on the uh, on the on the Blue Jays. So come see, come saw. What are you going to do? Shit happens. Uh Go Cardinals. That's what I'll have to say for the rest of my afternoon. Uh, on that note. Big thank you to all of you for listening, liking, and subscribing. Uh, Adam, the rankings are yours. You let me know when you're ready, and uh, and we will announce it to the world. Adam Ronis's fantasy football rankings coming soon. Not to mention his waiver wire article for fantasy baseball coming out on Saturday. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been the Cash It Podcast, and we will catch you next time.